Yo, check, check this out. Caleb, I love you with all my heart, but you are yeah. not a talent. These guys put a pot-smoking Ottawa band on the litter, or test. Best podcast ever. I think no clap is, is better than one clap. Yeah, single clap. Like, imagine clap. you just play, and then it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like, the, the guy wants it, and then nobody else claps, and he's like, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I used to work with this, uh, this like, songwriter guy that he put a, a, whatever, he put a band together for all his tunes. He wrote, long story short, like, he always used to make that joke. Like, we're going to finish the set, and it's just going to be one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Single like, clap. So... So like soul wrenching, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucking like. Just don't even make a fucking, single sound yeah. if you're gonna do that. <laughs> oh my god. So it's funny though. Like as a new band, though, you you do get those moments, or when you like don't play with a lot of people, you start to learn like the the cadence of the set and like how important it is to like get to your next song instead of taking those like 30 seconds of like is everybody ready to go <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> well that was that song yeah. <laughs> but yeah for sure like at the beginning too trying to figure out like your stage banter yeah. also oh yeah it's like you th- in your head you're like oh dude i got this shit like i'm gonna say the classic like rock shit like how you feel tonight yeah. is everybody ready to rock like whatever <laughs> you know and then on stage, 10 seconds feels like two whole minutes. You're like, Dude, yeah. let's just fucking roll. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One of the best shows I ever saw was Jack White years ago at the Sony Center, I think it was. He didn't say a word the entire show. Like, not one word came out of his mouth. And it was so cool. It was like you were just like, just trapped in this like trance, you know? And then at the end of the show, he just said, thank you. Like, I'm Jack White. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> that's like, he so didn't sick. say a word. Yeah, let the music speak I, for itself. Totally. And it, and I feel like it worked with a guy like him because the music is so like profound in so many different ways. It's like and he's such a crazy back catalog that he was doing like Dead Weather stuff and White Stripe stuff and and obviously his his like he just put out the first solo record or whatever at the time, but it was just such like it was such a vibe that he didn't say a word, you know? Meanwhile, like I see a Kiss poster behind you, and I'm yes. a huge Kiss fan. Like, fuck yes, you if, are. Oh, dude, this we, is gonna go oh, great. Yeah. It's it's actually kind of become like it's gotten out of hand with this podcast <laughs> of how, how much we talk about Kiss. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that because I listened to a couple episodes, and I was like, these dudes are Kiss fans, so I feel like we have a lot to talk about. But just before we go forward, I know we're not shooting video, but I just this is always beside me at all times. Oh, dude, dude that is fucking <laughs> sick. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you got a picture. Dude of gene simmons man yeah dude, dude i had somebody cool. paint this for me at a at like at a flea market in la i don't know if the vinyl actually works but it's just really fucking sick yeah that's I mean, really come on. <laughs> you that's know? really badass we gotta get a photo of that so we can we can toss it up on our instagram later that's fucking so sick um yeah dude we actually uh, it's not out yet but we filmed this uh video a couple weeks ago for YouTube, because my uh, my mom sent me back with a bunch of shit from my childhood like a month ago, and it's just it's so much kiss stuff from when I was like <laughs> it's a all child. It's a lot of kiss stuff. So we just did a video where like where Craig just pulls shit out of the box and he's like, "All right, like what's the deal with this? Like I have like a NASCAR that's got like that's kiss wrapped and stuff like that. Like it <laughs> yeah, was <yeah>. nuts." <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm with you. Like I have a Gene Simmons like he's it's kind of a big action figure right next to my bed. I have, uh, I actually have a, I have a Paul Stanley signed guitar that I got at like a charity event like years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Dude, my first guitar ever, it's actually lying somewhere in this room. Um, I bought it Zellers. That was <laughs> Shit. like... Yeah, Throwback. dude. I remember f- those guitars. <laughs> Throwback you remember that? Yeah, It was like yeah. a Washburn. Yep. Fucking, it, ha- it had like a Paul Stanley like print like signature on it. Yeah. And I had no plans to buy a guitar that day. But I called my mom. I was with my uncle. I was like, please, 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 can I have it? <laughs> you know? And because uh, it was like cheap. It was at Zellers. It was like a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, know? man, totally. And that was my first electric guitar. They had uh, they had the Gene Simmons like it was like a full six string electric guitar, but it was like the axe bass that Gene used to play oh, yeah. as a six string guitar. And I was like, dude, this is sick. It was like first class, I think. And I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. Like, I kind of want this just for shit. So, dude, like, so I have a I don't even know if you will know this, but our buddy Carl, he was another uh, fantastic bass player. He when he was a kid and he was going to buy his first bass guitar, he was in the store and they had the axe bass in this music store and carl was like this is the one this is what i'm getting and then he said the guy at the guitar store like talked him out of it and like got him another like, got him another i'm like oh and carl's like now i'm glad i didn't do that i'm like that would have been so yeah, bad so if just funny had it. we should probably introduce the show yeah we, oh that, yeah, that's, yeah, our, yeah that's our intro on kiss <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to we should jam sometime episode 97 and uh, i'm caleb i'm craig it's craig and we're here with justin from broken love What's up, buddy? Hey. Even though we've been talking for like twenty minutes, how's it going? <laughs> I'm I'm real good, man. I feel like I already know you guys pretty yeah. well. Right, on. right. Actually, you uh, you might not remember, but you and I met briefly when you guys played at Rum Runners in February last year, and I actually think that was the last show. Other than we played a show like the Friday before everything got shut down, but I think that was the last show that I saw before the pandemic. Yeah. It was like really brief. There's no reason that you would remember me, but it was after the gig. I just came up to you and was like, "Hey, man, you guys were fucking sick." You guys were <laughs> and then I think I think to uh, I think I said that I knew Ready the Prince to try to fucking to make the conversation like go smooth or so something. I could be cool or so you think I was cool or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was I cool? I, I yeah, you I were actually. Yeah, you were really nice. You were really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, I have to say because Craig and I were at that show together, and both of us are vocalists. And both of us just stood in the back of Rum Runners the whole time. Losing our minds. And being like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? Yeah. Because I still, I, I got to say, man, you got one of the best voices in the game right now. And uh, Craig oh, and I, and I, and I say that seeing you live because yeah. the record obviously sounds great. Yeah. But it's pretty rare that somebody is like as consistent as I felt you were live. Like Craig and I, the whole show, your whole set were like, dude, what the fuck yeah. is with, what you is know, he doing? It was right one now? of those things where like, you know, when you're watching a band and like, like you're with your buddy that also nerds out with the group as much as you do, and you guys just like share that look every now and then. You're just yeah. like, dude, come yeah. on. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. That means a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably not much you can really say after that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. We think you're great. We man. had to get yeah. that. We, we had to get that out of the way. Yeah, we had to get it out of the way. We had to get. It out well, of the it's way. nice to know that the hard work, like you know, you put in, is actually paying off. For totally. sure, man. It was actually. Um, I also think um, I think Shot Down was the last song I heard on the radio that actually made me be like, the fuck is it? Because normally the radio doesn't give me anything. (laughs) I I actually remember when I when I actually heard uh, Shot Down for the first time because I was with my girlfriend uh, and we were driving. I was driving along McQuaid to get guitar strings and we were just pulling into the parking lot and the riff started and I was like, the fuck is this? And I remember parking the car and I just sat there and and Julie was like, 
what's going on? Are we going in the store? And I was like, no, I need to know what this song is. Like, I <laughs> have to know what the fuck this is. And I made her sit there for like the three minutes till, so the radio announcer could tell me what it was. And I was like, Jesus, man, like it's very rare that the radio gives me something where I'm like, oh, I got to go. I pride myself on finding stuff on my own. Uh, but it's, it is cool when the radio gives you a gem like that every now and then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, well, I'm glad it actually worked because like I obviously, I mean, we're young dudes. So it's like I have my doubts about the radio too. I know that it's, it's such like, I mean, it was, and I guess somewhat still today, it's a vital part of making it, I guess, like in yeah. rock or I guess in any yeah. field. But, um, you know, because I'm the same way. I don't listen to the radio and yeah. I don't listen to it, especially for new rock, because yeah, most right. of the time, especially in Canada, on local radio, you're hearing like Three Days Grace and yeah. fucking like the Theory of the Dead Man, like yeah. the Arkells like a hundred yeah. times a day. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and when we obviously, you know, turn on the records, the label is grateful. I mean, is I'm grateful to, for them to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to take this to radio, which is super yeah. cool. And obviously it's important to them. But yeah. it's nice to hear that people are actually hearing shit on the radio and getting yeah. into <laughs> it because because like I, I don't. Dude, we're at like Spotify generation yeah. now, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, like uh, London's rock station has just recently started playing Hometown by Cleopatra, and I've been listening yeah. to that song for fucking two years or whatever it was so it's like just that where it's like they're not necessarily up to date yeah yeah with, they're not quite with it <laughs> with what's going on well, you know? i think it hit number one actually pretty sure oh, it went number one for a minute it's gotta be it's Which gotta be near sick. like 10 million spotify streams by now yeah too. Like, our boys are doing really well yeah. it's just fucking it's funny how like sometimes how like behind the radio can be and in saying all of that i would love for one of my songs to be on the radio someday but it's just yeah. of course it's not the uh it's not usually my main source of of finding stuff it's always funny when my dad says like where they're like oh, i heard crownlands on the radio and i'm like that's cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <I heard laughs> crownlands again like two years ago it's one of those things that like like i've had a couple songs that have been like played on the radio like a couple times or whatever you know like you send it and you're like hey can you play this like on the indie show yeah, or whatever yeah. and it's one of those things that like you pretty much just get it on the radio so you can flex to your parents yeah, you know yeah. like hey dad right. he's played on it from yeah. 96 two times yeah. he's, <laughs> he's like all right that's pretty cool yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the stuff Dude, that, yeah, that's, that's so your, true your can my, my dad like literally drives around trying to hear my band on the radio um that's sick because they still listen to the radio and obviously like dude i'm not gonna lie the first time i heard uh shot down on the radio i like fucking pulled over and cried oh. <laughs> like oh, yeah man you know? Fuck yeah. it's a big deal yeah especially when it's on like a station that i've been listening to my whole life you know it's like it's so cool to hear that like well it's funny too because like we are like the streaming service generation but we're also like still young enough that were before all that stuff mm -hmm. so like it is yeah. still like there's that part of you from like the seven-year-old in you that like always hoped to be on the radio someday like you still get that you know where like people that are probably like <clears throat> i don't know in their teenage years now like never experienced that part of it because it's always just been like accessible easily accessible there was actually that's so funny you say that so like uh, about a year ago when i was playing with basic white um Alan Cross played one of their songs on his show. Oh, that's cool. I remember going around oh, work sick. and being like, yo, Alan Cross just said our band name. And like fucking more than half of my coworkers were like, who? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Like, cause they're all like fucking 18, 19 years old. And I'm just like, you don't know fucking Alan Cross. What the fuck's your fucking problem? Like, and like, it's such a big deal. And then like half these people that like, they're just like, yeah, I only listen to Apple Music. Like, they yeah. have no idea who this is. I'm like, dude, is there yeah. ongoing history of new music? What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> have you ever, like, 
speaking on like Alan Cross, like I, I try to explain to people like who like George Stromalopoulos is. Yeah, yeah totally. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, man, how do you not know this guy? Like, he's such yeah. a legend, you know? He's yeah. so cool. And the man. House of Strombo shit, like on YouTube, it's like, yeah. The I feel like we we got the best of both worlds, I guess, uh, coming up in this era. Absolutely. We, we, got, we got the viruses from LimeWire and we get the convenience of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll... I'll never forget that, man. It's so crazy. Like, looking back on fucking live, uh, LimeWire and FrostWire. And yeah. FrostWire was pirate my Bay. shit. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I used to just Pirate Bay bands discographies, you know? Yep. yep. Me too. Totally. Yeah. That was, uh, I think, right around, like, whenever I was in grade 11 or whatever, and I was, like, really hitting my stride with, like, I need to listen to every album that was ever made. It was just nonsense <laughs> of, like, the yeah. time I spent fucking Pirate Bang discographies and then looking up album artwork so i could put it on my itunes yeah so you remember having it. to manually <laughs> upload the fucking artwork dude dude i actually tried to do, we got new mixes like recently and i tried to and then we got the artwork and i tried to do that again to put it on my phone Configured and it, it was just like no we don't do that and i was like what the fuck That's how, how does itunes work now <laughs> i had my sister text me the other day and she was just like you know i didn't really think about it for years but my computer works so much better now that you're not downloading shit all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah that checks out <laughs> dude, my brother would get my brother's five years older than me and he'd get pissed because he would have like the line his line wire like set up the way he wanted it and then i would go in and just try to download like wwe themes so i could use them with <laughs> yeah. my action figures and then Dude, like nice. he would get so pissed because it would just like they were never labeled properly so like his whole library would just get fucked up <laughs> and, and then it would it always be like the bill clinton thing or whatever right like dude it, it's that's so crazy that you said like wwe themes because i feel like when I was super into like ECW and WWE when I was a kid, yeah. I found so many bands through those oh, yeah. soundtracks, like like walk-in themes. Yep, you know that became Alter my Bridge. favorite bands. Alter Dude, I Bridge. found Alice. Uh, Alice in Chains was like I think he was CM Punk's like walk-in or something. Yeah, um, or to- Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Was it CM it Punk? Was CM box. Punk was uh, Kill Switch Engaged. True. Yeah, and then and then he had a uh, cult of personality. <laughs> Uh, what's that band? Living, Which also, Living Color. Living Color. Yeah. yeah. Color. Yeah. A that's a bitching too. Yeah. Also. Um. Yeah. I got into Alter Bridge. From, he was uh, Edge's theme song was Alter Bridge. So I was like a huge Alter Bridge fan for a while because of that because of WWE. Dude, e- even though Edge was from Toronto, I always fucking hated him. Oh, dude, he was like, my guy. I loved <laughs> Edge, dude. <laughs> I felt like like every time I looked at him too, I was like, this is just fucking Jack Taylor Hawkins. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, he guy. looks exactly you know? like Taylor Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, <It's insane>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I love Taylor, and I was like, dude, this guy's just stealing Taylor's steez. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that's fucking great. What a line. Dude, that's so funny. Dude, that's Man. awesome. Dude, we have a lot in common. Jesus Christ. We've had a lot of WWE fans on the show now. Yeah, dude, I'm starting to convert. Well, you're starting to convert me. Yeah, because like I don't know shit about it. And it's like, dude, you gotta get up on this because all of our all of our guests like WWE. (laughs) I used to be a huge wrestling fan. Like I haven't watched it in years. I feel like once your dad tells you it's fake, it like ruined everything for me. You know? My uh, guitar player was uh, who's like into so many nerdy things was like chirping me for watching wrestling and I showed him this match where these two women like 
beat the hell out of each other. Like they were like throwing each other into thumbtacks and stuff. And Nick was like, oh, wait, I thought this was fake. What the fuck? <laughs> and every time I've talked to him, he like won't. He's like, dude, I've, I still think about that. And I was like, well, you were chirping me. So I had to show you something crazy. That still fucks so, me up. To yeah. This day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's incredible, like, because somebody tells you it's fake when you're young, but now when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, man, this still takes an unbelievable amount of, like, physical, just, like, uh, like a toll on your body, man. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. very physically demanding to get yeah. thrown around like that and fucking hit the mat and yeah. do backflips and land on the canvas. Like, dude, yeah. let's be real here. I would fucking break my back, like, yeah. if I did that yeah. shit now. Absolutely. You know? You're still throwing yourself through shit. Yeah, 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 you're still getting hurt. Like, yeah. and they do it on tour. Like, a thing I didn't know as a kid is like these guys tour around the country yeah. and do it in, in different cities, and then yeah. like every like once a week, whatever, with Monday Night Raw or something, yeah. they like actually televise it. Yeah, you they're know? doing it like six days a week. Yeah, these guys are like serious performers. Yeah. Like, it's it's talent, and they have to sell themselves. It's like being a fucking entertainer. You're on yeah. there like just being a personality. Yeah. I appreciate it so much more from like a business standpoint almost now. Uh, yeah, truly. Then as a kid, when I just thought people were beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was sick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> dude, that guy just ran that dude over with a car. <laughs> dude. Like watching fucking like well, I guess it was Rick Foley by the time like we were watching it. Yeah. He used to be mankind, but like watching him get tossed off the fuck of the fucking top of hell in a cell, like yeah. just thrown off the top yeah. of the cage. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that. I'd probably die. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, dude. And then he kept going. He just kept fighting after that, too. Yeah. You're like, dude, what just the keep fuck? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like, these dudes are animals. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. Well, right on. Go watch <laughs> wrestling, everybody. Or, or, or something. <laughs> well, I suppose, like, on that same topic, like, trying to take care of yourself while you're, like, on tour and shit like that. Like, holy fuck. Like, it's such a transferable thing, I suppose, where, like, these dudes are, like, fucking throwing themselves off the top ropes every night. Yeah. And then having to go in and do it again the next day. Like, that's definitely something that I could relate to when we were, like, fucking playing shows. Yeah, I've never gone yeah. on, like, a, a proper tour um, but like you, you know, I, I would imagine that you work out, you look like you work out <laughs> you're going on the, uh, you've been on like a few tours now, right? Like how do you maintain that? Like, cause that's a, that's a lifestyle decision. So I'm, I imagine like when you're going to town to town, how do you keep up on your like physical health in terms of like weightlifting and stuff like that? Well, it, it's hard obviously. Cause yeah. like you have the time constraints and like, you know, some days, you're in the van for like eight hours and then you pull up right to soundcheck and that's all the time you have in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough, at least when we toured Canada, like I have a good life, like right. membership. So you can right. go to any gym in, in Canada, yeah. you know? So I would just find time because at a certain point on the first tour, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to work out. Like yeah. I'm just going to do the shows and all that kind of stuff. But then by like the second and third tour, it, dude, you just get, so mangled like your body just falls apart yeah you know you know just from sitting around all day and doing nothing mm -hmm. so and there's so much time to kill when you're on tour like you have between soundcheck and the show you have like six hours yeah right so i would just because i because i, I don't you know i already have the drive to go and do it um right i would just take take the van and go to the gym really quick and come back Mm -hmm. um and then on top of it all it's like dude when you're playing every night like that like that's a workout in itself yeah totally um you're getting your ass kicked especially you know with 
our, our performances are pretty demanding because we kind of like jump into each other a lot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously, like I'm playing guitar and I'm singing, yeah. and it's and it's also demanding enough that like the songs I choose I chose to write like <laughs> have such crazy vocal parts and like yeah. I have to do it while I'm playing guitar, so it's like that in itself is like makes me sweat buckets. Um, yeah. And also the eating thing, man. It's like the first tour we just ate shit all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, Wendy's Burger King every night. Every night, man. It's like after the show, it's like where are we gonna go? It's like well, the only thing that's open is McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. You yeah. know, you name it. Um, and like, there's an absurd amount of subways across <laughs> like the states. And this is Canada, this is an anti-subway podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're maintaining that stance, yeah. <laughs> dude. Fuck. Fuck Subway. Oh, dude. Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. You were you were meant to do this show. Oh, fuck. Dude. Hell yeah. Dude, that's so funny. We haven't said Man. it in a while, so thank you for saying it. Thanks for reminding well, us. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. Fuck Subway. <laughs> nice. You eat so much of that shit on the road. Because it's like, dude, you'll be driving in the middle of like Iowa for like four hours and there's nothing. Not like not a sight. Like, dude, there's there's nothing. Okay. And you'll just come over the horizon and there's just a subway. Yeah. In the middle of like <laughs> maybe a waffle like house. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And Waffle House is like I actually like Waffle House. Waffle House. I like bad. Waffle House. Um yeah. There's a lot of but them. Like, yeah, there's a lot of them in the States for sure. Um but it becomes priority is what I'm saying. Down the line, it's yeah. like you gotta start eating well on tour because mm. dude, the, the the worst thing is to eat something fucked up and then your stomach's fucked and you yeah. have to be in a van yeah. for like six hours. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And we've all learned that the hard way. Everyone uh, has. One of a certain point. One of my band's first shows, my, we, we ate at the venue. And then, dude, it was like we played our last song and I turned around and Drake was just not behind the kit. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, he was in the bathroom. <laughs> like, we all left him there. Like, he was like, just go. <laughs> like, oh. he, like, he got like food poisoning at this gig. And he was like, dude, like halfway through the set, I or like, yeah, halfway through the set, I thought we were going to have to stop. Like, he was like, yeah. Oh fucking bad. That's Man, we had a, we had I'll a, tell you after we record what restaurant that or what place that was. But <laughs> I, I had, I've always had good luck there. But he, had, he had like a bad poutine or something. Oh, <laughs> it did not no. cool. Yeah, dude. We had something happen to uh, to us like that too. Like on the first show, actually, with Royal Tusk. I know you're wearing the shirt. Yeah. Mm. Um, dude, our bass player Nick, like halfway through the set, like whispered to me, he's like, "Dude, I gotta go." Like. <laughs> And I think he had to just go and puke a bunch because he fucking ate something bad at the venue. And we just played like half of the show without him. Oh, you know, shit. he literally jumped off stage, ran to the bathroom, like just fucking yarfed, and then actually came back and finished the set. Yeah, really yeah. Impressive. What a champ, you know, dude. What yeah. a legend. But it, it just shows you, dude. You got to be careful on the road with what you eat, and like, yeah, dude, health is. Health is wealth, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're better off to just have like the most boring, mundane diet when you're out there, like mm -hmm. fucking like fucking chicken broccoli, fucking white rice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking do that yeah. shit. You're nice and safe. Cause like you don't want to eat a fucking dicey taco That's when you're on true. the road. <laughs> Especially as a, sure. a vocalist though, too, you really have to watch. And like I also love hot food and like I every show day I'm like, oh wait, fuck, I can't like load this up with like I've, frank's red hot i've heard con like conflicting right. th what do you feel about super hot food as as a vocalist you feel like it clears clears out your sinuses or is that a bad thing for you no no way it, <laughs> no it chance, definitely eh? makes you it, it, it definitely makes you way more mucusy yeah um, yeah yeah and that's what it that's what it does and it's like 
And, and also, I, like, I get bad acid reflux. So I've yeah, had some... Yeah. So I don't. Eat, I actually don't eat before I get on stage, like, yeah. for at least two or three hours. Because mm. um, I've had times where, like, you know, in a pinch, we didn't eat anything all day. And then the yeah. venue had, like, some pasta or whatever. Yeah. And I've eaten, like, some fucking tomato sauce, which is, like, super acidic. And Dude, during yeah. the set, I'm, like, singing. And then I, it fucking... Just yeah. shoots up my throat and I could taste it in the back of my throat and it's burning. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's like Yeah, for sure. As a singer, you gotta be careful with that. And like dairy and shit, yeah. like all that um the milk and shit just makes you super mucusy. Yeah. Um I have a little hack that I've gotten into to oh, like nice. clear that shit out. Give it to us. Um my big thing is pineapple juice. Okay. Um, really? Which is like an opera thing. Okay. Uh, mm. They they drink it before. So I I just a little bit of a background here. I, I I've trained um like contemporary vocal technique, but also in a, a thing called bel canto, which is an operatic thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so they're and they're super regimented. Like these dudes are like as anal as it gets. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and there's a thing a lot of opera singers do. They drink pineapple juice instead of water on stage or before they they get on stage because one it clears all the mucus from your throat. Um, what you think wouldn't happen because with like orange juice, it makes yeah. you like extra mucusy. Yeah. But right. for some reason, pineapple juice just strips it all away, and it's uh because it's viscous, it coats your throat in a way the water doesn't. Okay. Um, Holy fuck. <laughs> and it and it keeps you from like throughout the set getting parched and having to take sips of water. Like you can I, I on stage I have like one little glass of pineapple juice and. It just keeps my shit lubricated the entire time. Oh my time. god, I'm fucking um, ready. Yeah, I can't wait to. <laughs> I'm doing this. When do shows come back again? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start tomorrow, man. I'm fucking ready. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend it to everybody though, because you you know you, when your throat gets dry, you drink water. Yeah, you're like yeah. yeah, I'm gonna drink water. But water just lets you know how dry your throat is. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, because it doesn't actually coat your throat it's like 10 seconds later your throat's dry again yeah. yeah absolutely it's like you need you need something to make you like salivate a little bit and coat your your throat yeah i used to uh i took a tip from luke from the nil where there was an interview where uh it was it was a super funny line they were like so why do you chew bubble gum all the time on stage and he was like well uh my throat gets dry and i'm kind of an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and i was like dude you know what I, my throat gets dry and i'm kind of an asshole i'm gonna do that so i used to chew hubba bubba up on stage all the time, just like he did, and it it works too for yeah, sure. I always try to yeah. chew some gum. I've had some mishaps with gum on stage, though. I've like <laughs> I've and spit the, it out. He's I like have joking. I have like some pretty long hair, like yourself, and I've had times where like my hair gets in my mouth, and then as I'm singing, I go to pull it out, and I just like feel it in the gum, and oh, I'm like, no. oh fuck! And then, so I just have to like finish the song with like a little bit of hair in my mouth, and then I like turn around and like rip everything out, and I have to throw it. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but on the yeah. days that it is good, it it works. It seems to work for me. I've been there because all because of Dave Grohl, dude. Yes, he made yes. me do it. <laughs> He's a gum guy, eh? Yeah, Dave Grohl's a, a big gum guy. Dave Grohl's also maybe not the guy you want to listen to for like pre-show vocal regiment stuff, though. Right. Yeah. So much yeah, Coors Light, sure. dude. All Coors Light. It's all it's all Coors Light and fucking and Jaeger. Like the th you might as well just like down down fucking Fireball or some shit before you go on. What a madman. Oh. oh. I got I got in a bad habit though on tour of definitely drinking a lot of light beer before, during, and after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, I find for some reason the beer like if it's light beer because you don't really get drunk like yeah. unless you drink like ten of them. Yeah. It just kind of like keeps you like a just a nice buzz. Yeah. You know, right it's like lazy. Like you, 
you, you check your fucking like you know your uh your what, what does Leahy use he has like the fucking he's got the bac he's got the, the breathalyzer yeah, yeah yeah he's got to check like at all times like just to keep the buzz going yeah you know? he's right <laughs> in the slot baby right in the slot yeah it keeps you like your uh it keeps you just loose enough that you can talk to everybody and like not feel nervous or anything yeah, but not cool. blackout, so you get canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> right, exactly. Fucking crazy. <laughs> afterwards, I, <laughs> dude, I like, I'm brutal with not not with saying stuff to get canceled, but like just at shows when we like, like we opened for Royal Tusk um, a couple years ago, I guess tw- summer of 2019, I think. Yeah, and they're like the fucking nicest guys. But I went to I went to talk to Sandy after the show, and there was just somebody's Corona. Nobody knows whose Corona this was. And actually, Craig and I went up. Um, Cause Craig was filling in for Banks in that show, and I literally he was like, "Hey man, like, what's up? You guys had a great set." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, dude." And I like moved my hands and just dumped this Corona like all over the table, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking course!" Dude. Like, I, was, like, I was right there. I was like, "We played a good set. Everybody, everything's all good." And then I just dump a beer in front of this guy, oh, all over the felt like a total fool. Yeah. Nah, dude, it's all good. Yeah. Dude, they're the best guys. Dude, they're really we like, we haven't opened for like too many like bigger bands, but every one we have like everybody's been nice, but like nobody's ever made an effort to like want to talk to us or whatever or chill. And that yeah. show, man, we were hanging outside of the London Music Hall entrance before the gig, and fucking those guys just came up to us and were like, "What's up?" and like shook all of our hands and like we hung out for like twenty minutes, and they were just like telling us like road stories and stuff. And I was yeah. like, I was just prepared for it to be like every other show we played with like other bands where they're just like, "Hey, yeah. what's up?" You know, we're just here to do the, the show. But they were like, how's it fucking going? Like, what's up? But like, they wanted to know shit about us. And I was like, well, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they actually want to talk to the openers. <laughs> this is badass. Yeah, dude, they're, they're great guys. They're the best. I was talking to Dan the other day. Like, cause we're, we're friends as we tour. But then we toured them twice, actually. Oh, right on. Um, they're just great dudes, man. And they, they have some new music, I know, coming around the corner. I, I can't say much, but <laughs> I know I know that. You know they're mixing some shit right now, and it's gonna Coming. be sick. Yeah, <laughs> cooking it up. That uh, that second album they put out is like pretty much perfect. I think it's right oh, yeah. up there. Dude, with they're it. so fucking good live. I mean, you guys know. You, yeah, you they're fucking them. loud, dude. They're like probably one oh, of the louder yeah. bands I've ever seen. Like yeah. they were doing their sound check, and we were like, "Holy fuck!" Like <laughs> seen a band this loud before. Holy shit! Put in the best way. Uh, I did want to. I was. I was actually listening to some other interviews uh, you did uh, recently, and there was one where you were talking about kind of at the start of the pandemic. Everybody sort of had that like panic, kind of of like, oh fuck, what what do we do? And everybody was doing live streams and and whatever. Uh, and you and you said there was a, this weird like obligation where you felt like I should probably be writing right now. And it was. I think like I kind of understood it where like you were kind of going. I should write, but then you don't want to force the writing or whatever. So I was just maybe wondering yeah. if you could like kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting because obviously now it's been such a long time that if you've been complacent this entire time, yeah. then that's probably on you. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but at the beginning, yeah, for sure, it was like, well, you know, because everybody was saying it. Oh, well, this is a this is the perfect time, and all you artists, like, this is like everything you've you've been asking for for years. This is like you know that the age-old story where the band never stops touring and then they're like well we don't have any time to record an album so we wrote it on the road kind of thing um and i just didn't want to do anything because i mean on top of 
you know, the weight of the pandemic at the beginning, we were all super fucking scared. Yeah. We didn't know like what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, obviously like, you know, all of our livelihoods have been like stopped basically like temporarily. Um, and it was just a bummer in general. So I didn't want to just, pl- you know, plug away and just do the thing because I felt like I had to. Yeah. Um, and you know, that being said, it's changed obviously. Cause by now we've released some music and I just recorded some new stuff recently. So I got back into it, um, eventually, but there was like a little, a little like recovery period, I guess you could say. And we had been going at it pretty hard. Like at that point, right when the pandemic hit, we had finished a tour, like fuck, like four or five days before right. they shut everything down. So in a way, and prior to that, we had been on tour for like fucking six months or something like that. Like, right. I mean, obviously not consistently, but like yeah. with two weeks in between each tour, we had been on yeah. tour for almost the entire, like all of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so it also felt like a much needed break in a way where I could just chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Um, but, but yeah, I, I definitely was having a lot of conversations with some of my friends and other artists and stuff. It's just like trying not to, feel bad about not being creative at that time because dude the the worst shit is is when it's contrived like and people could tell when you're trying too hard yeah um and especially around that time too another thing that really bugged me um was people and maybe this is controversial but like i didn't want to write a song and then have it be like a time stamp like this is a pandemic song this is a song about the lockdown this is a you know COVID tune which is like a lot of people were kind of leaning into that and were deliberately putting out songs that were like you know directly directly referencing the pandemic which to me I was like fuck that dude I don't want to talk about this I don't want to you know I don't want to immortalize this moment in history you know I would like to just get past it and instead make music that takes us away from it you know just like escapism kind of shit for Mm -hmm. sure um but yeah, obviously, like down the line, you know, nowadays it's like, well, <laughs> you better be fucking working now because yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if, if I, I've been a do, I've been like a lazy piece of shit for like a year now, so yeah. <laughs> uh, be, better get my ass, you know, up and start working. So yeah, you know, it's it's tough, but things are looking up now, so yeah. it's a good time to actually get back into the music because hopefully, dude, hopefully in the next you know it sounds crazy maybe like five months yeah yeah we can start playing <laughs> shows <laughs> yeah hopefully well now i mean there's shows happening in the states so hopefully that's yeah, gonna no. trickle it's up it's been here. like a, it's been a bit soul crushing yeah. seeing like all these tour dates coming up it's like fuck man yeah. like i like i can't even dream to to start planning for shows yet yeah my manager sent me like a list from our agent of all these people that were like submitting for tours like looking for openers and all this kind of stuff and there was so many fucking bands on that list you know yeah. for like starting as early as september but obviously in the states because canada's yeah. fucked mm. right now yes. but um, <laughs> but it, it, i was like it, it felt like it had been so long that it was like fantastical like i couldn't believe it that yeah. people were going to be playing shows just to imagine a world where we can get into a room with like 300 sweaty ass people yeah. like packed like a fucking can of sardines yeah you know like that just seems so unreal right now but it's nice to know that that the conversations are rolling and uh 
you know, like my band is fully vaccinated now, which is crazy. So they and they're all in New York City, right? So like they're jamming again, and I'm like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. crazy. I miss jamming so goddamn much. Yeah, we haven't jammed in a while. We had that in the summer when it went down, or when like the restrictions were lifted a bit. It felt so good to start playing again. Yeah, fuck it's yeah. been since oh, like yeah. November, I think, since uh, we've jammed. Dude, last summer was like was fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually a great summer. I had a really good time. Um, I hope this summer is like just as good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was kind of that um, nice like you got to get together and hang out and you could jam if you wanted to jam but then there was also like there wasn't the pressure of like well fuck what are the what's the deal with shows like have we booked any shows or like yeah, you yeah. could just kind of jam you get and, your like, activity going and but do it, your thing. it wasn't like oh yeah but we got to go on tour like next week yeah you know? it was like we can we can reconvene and fucking figure our shit out yeah and they're yeah. like nope yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hold up <laughs> now, that it's cool that you said that because i i got like i don't you know, once you get into a band and you have your own band and you just start, you know, doing that thing, it's like, I feel like you just stop jamming. Or at least for me, I stopped jamming with people just for fun. Right. Yeah. You know, once we were going like really hard in the paint and, uh, I have some friends in a band in Toronto called the fame. If you know those guys, um, they, anyways, I was just, they they were like inviting me to come and just jam at like rehearsal factory downtown, you know, and it was so cool just to go in and just fuck around and just, and just play to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, it makes you really miss those moments when you actually have a, you know, a second to breathe and not worry about the fucking business side of your, yeah. your, uh, yeah. your, yeah. your career. I've actually, um, <clears throat> not to like self plug my own band in this conversation, but like we're putting, out, it, a, uh, <laughs> we're, we're putting out a song soon and it's been like over a year since, and like I'm, we don't have any like management or anything so like i'm usually the one that does all that's all that shit and i like just submitted the song the other day and i'm like trying to like it like knock off all this rust of like wait what the fuck do i need to do again to put a song out like it's just like all it's been so long that i haven't even thought about it where i'm like oh fuck wait i need to do like i've been just like making all these notes of like oh yeah there's all this shit i need to do for us to put this song out and it's it's funny how like fast that can kind of go away when it's not a priority for a year yeah, or sure. something you have to worry about it's crazy because i think when shit starts rolling again it's going to come so fast and it's just going to go yeah. so quick that we're just going to be like i feel like we're going to be thankful for not having anything to do <laughs> for yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah totally. you know yeah absolutely that was like the upside i think to the pandemic is like everybody was stopped so like i didn't have that when everybody was like we should do live streams and like all this shit, I was like, I'm actually cool with not doing that. And like, I'm actually cool <laughs> yeah. with like, with like reset. And like, we don't have like a huge fan base. So I also maybe didn't feel the pressure that way. But it was like, I'm actually cool with like stopping and resetting as opposed to like, we got to be posting on Instagram every four days or like whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Wait, I can <laughs> right. chill? Yeah, oh, I was like, nice. oh, this actually feels life. nice. We can kind of like reset a little bit. Because <laughs> everybody, like it went, everybody was all of a sudden on the same playing field. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. cool there's you didn't have that pressure every time you opened your phone for sure and and i mean i i guess i feel like kind of contrary in some in some way because i felt like a lot of our peers or just like other bands that are you know successful or or more successful than us were doing all that shit and then i was getting hounded by the label and like my manager they're like you got to start doing this shit you got to do live streams you got to fucking do this post blah 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 and i just 
I mean, I kept on it. You know, I've been keeping on the social media stuff for a year now, and it's so daunting. I fucking hate it, but yeah. you have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've kind of kept away from doing the live stream stuff. I mean, I probably would have done it, but my band lives in New York City, so it's like kind of impossible. Yeah, it's right. tough. Um, just having that disconnect. We we tried like doing some stuff where we would record like remote and then edit a video together. Right. Um, but I feel like like at this point in our I guess musical journey, there's like a certain level of professionalism we still have to keep and um or a standard that I guess we've already set. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like when we had that shit come together, like mixing it on our own, it kind of didn't sound as good as like I'd wished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I we kind of refrained from doing that. Um, as well but i mean like i said before i don't want to like immortalize like this moment in history i'd rather just move forward after and you know get back in front of people's faces well yeah exactly when you work on a song for so long or whatever and you're excited to put it out and then it's like well you're gonna have to do like a zoom music video for it and like fuck that like (laughs) i'd rather not do a music video for it yeah you don't want to sacrifice the the quality because then it's just like that song lives forever in that like the song maybe doesn't but like the video is forever in that t- moment in time right and it's like wow i don't want to do that Let's... song rips weird fucking video though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we almost did that for our song crush because we had to do a video and we shot it remotely and uh somebody had this idea like on my team of like oh and at the end you guys should all get on zoom and like you know talk like be face to face i'm like dude that is the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah you know like, yeah. come on, we're going to make people now in 10 years look at this video if they still care about my band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, remember that terrible go, time in history? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, dude, let's just forget about all that and move forward. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like I like that sentiment. I was curious, are you like are you like a gear guy? Are you like a gear nut like as as most people would say? Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Yeah, you are? I was going to say, so like, like, are you, like, do you miss, like, going into guitar stores? Like, do you miss, like, guitar store clerks and shit like that? Yeah, dude, for sure. Well, I've, you've actually been able to go to guitar stores, like, sort of, like, intermittently throughout this whole thing. Mm. Um, I, I bought a new guitar, like, a month ago. Like, I'm always flipping gear. I mean, you can see behind me, obviously, the people listening can't see it, but I got, like, a, I got a drum set over here. I just got a Princeton the other day. I have another, yeah. oh, fuck like, yeah. box beside it. Um, dude, I'm such a gearhead. And I have way too many pedals to count. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and my whole band is like that. We're all just, like, such snobs when it comes to that shit. Oh, um, no. And, and <laughs> one of our... Fa- one of our favorite things to do on the road is just, you know, when we go to a new city, instead of, like, sightseeing, we just find, like, the vintage you know, yeah. guitar shop and just go and dick around there for like four hours. Right. Fuck yeah. Uh, no, you go play like the $50,000 Les Paul then buy like a $100 tuner. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally. I've, play, I've, I've definitely pulled that scheme many a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah just, I'll just get uh, a pack of Ernie Balls actually. See yeah. you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you never. You feel bad. You got to buy something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like we, we went to this place in Nashville. Well, Nashville's like, you know, there's no shortage of great guitar shops there. Totally. Yeah. But there's this one place called Groons. Um, and Kyle, our guitar player, one of his really good friends has a hook up there that basically like they have like a like a special floor, like the top floor where only like, you know, like Eric Clapton gets to go and shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he hooked it up so we could go up there and see all like these heritage, like legacy instruments, you know, like. Right. 
59 Les Pauls and like early 60s strats and like really old like Marshall Plexis and shit. And, you know, like I remember going up there and that was probably the first and last time I'll ever play like a 59 Les Paul. And I'm playing this thing. And like the dude just hands it to me. He's like, yeah, here, just try it. And I'm like, dude, this thing's like got to be like at least $200,000. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I swear to God, like, I feel like tears, like, just like, you know, just like slowly coming out of my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so insane. Uh, but yeah, man, we were fucking gearheads. Like, it's did kind that, of, it's did kind that of ruin annoying, like your actually. standard for instruments? <laughs> no. Because no? I, well, dude, like, you know, because we're gearheads, like, I pride myself on getting like really good quality instruments. You right. Know? Like, I have, Dude, I have like eight or nine Gibsons. I have a Fender. I got a Taylor acoustic. You know, nice. I only and I'm such a snob with pedals. Like I'm, I mostly have like boutique pedals and yeah, <laughs> all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. Not that like I'm trying to flex, but like I, I, uh, I it is, it is kind of a flex though. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's, it's funny you say that because like fucking I, I was playing a guitar that I purchased the other day, and I've been, I've been getting back into. I've been playing a lot of piano through the, through the pandemic i was like teaching myself how to play piano and uh, i've always been a guitar player and i uh i was getting back into playing guitar and i was playing this instrument and i was like this is definitely like my best instrument that i have and i actually bought that on amazon like to my yeah. door it was just a fucking yeah it's just a strat that i ordered on amazon i was like fuck it yeah this is what i want and it showed up and i was like it wasn't one of those things where like you show up at the guitar store like the age-old story you like show up at the guitar yeah. store and you're like, yeah, there's songs in this guitar, you know, <laughs> like, oh, this was like, it belonged to like X amount of people throughout the ages. And it finally made its way to me. It was like, nah, there's a Strat on Amazon. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> buy now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was fucking, it was that simple. But, but I'm definitely one of those people yeah. too, where like you go to, you know, Tundra Music in Toronto and there's like a fucking master built Strat on the wall. And you're like, holy fuck, man, that is an incredible instrument. You know, and you're like, damn, like sure. if I had $10,000, yeah. this would, this has my name all over it. But at the same time, like, well, it, you know, don't knock it till you try it. Fucking just like yeah. try a cheap thing out and maybe you'll get something good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I have one of my, um, one of my, I have two Les Pauls and mm. uh, one of them's like a, a Les Paul standard. Yeah. Um, and then one of them's like a Les Paul, like, I don't know if it's a studio or like a weird, like legacy thing they did but it's it's Mm. it's cheaper i guess you could say yeah um and honestly dude that might be the best electric guitar i own and it's probably the cheapest one out of the bunch yeah totally man like you never know you just have you know you pick it up they all feel different they all sound different um it stays in tune the best which is huge for gibsons yeah Um, definitely and I also, I think I've only bought like two of my guitars here from a guitar store. Like I trade, I, I do a lot of like gear flipping. Yeah. Um, Cause I just love, you know, like if I'm going to sell a piece of gear, I want something new, you know, like yeah. I don't want to just like get rid of it and feel bad and go, fuck, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that fucking Mesa boogie or like whatever. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I just trade sh- shit all the time. Like same thing with pedals. Like I just flip stuff and. Sometimes you deal with guys that don't know what they have or... Yeah, what's like know. the biggest heist you've ever pulled? I... Let's see. What, uh, there's definitely one here I'm trying to think. There's a there's a few... Well... Hmm. <laughs> He's pulled a few oh, heists. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the guitars, it's like... You know what? 
so many heists. Maybe yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's kind of a lot here where people like <laughs> don't really know what's going on. Or And then there's people that try to like downsell you to like i you know i used to have like a bunch of ernie ball guitars and people be like yo i'm gonna trade you like my epiphone sg it's like that's crazy yeah. you know yeah, like this is an ernie ball you, usually with guitar pedals i can get away with it because a lot of people don't know a lot about guitar pedals which blows instances. my mind because google exists yeah, yeah. like right. fucking i've pulled my fair share of heists too and i'm like you're gonna sell this fucking keyboard like this 1500 keyboard for 200 bucks yeah. like your fault for not Googling it, yeah. man. Like, fucking the name's on it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what? I think the craziest thing, the craziest deal I ever got was, like, this dude in L.A. When I used to live out in L.A. a couple years ago, and we had a rehearsal space there, and the guy who owned the spot had, like, a Marshall JCM 2000 uh, from the 90s. He had the cab and the head and road cases for it. Holy and shit. road cases are really fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the dude, like, I guess, like, he either didn't care about it or he never used it or maybe he didn't know much about it. But he sold me the head, the cab, and the road cases for, like, 600 bucks. What? And, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, which is crazy. Oh, my you God. Know? Like, the head alone is worth at least over $1,000. Yeah, I needed drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's unbelievable because I, I still have the road cases. I don't have the head anymore. I actually traded it for my Vox. Um, it. but I have the cab and the cab is like from the seventies. It's like a crazy old, like legendary, just like square cab with like, still has the vintage speakers in it. Like, Oh my God. That was probably the biggest heist I've ever pulled. Yeah. That's that, criminal. That, <laughs> that's that was like definitely worth like triple what that, what I paid for it. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. But, you, you said to keep yeah, like dude. poker face when the guy tells you the price. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 600 bucks. Yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds fair. There yeah. have been times <laughs> yeah, where I've, I've showed up to pick up gear or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, you want to try it? I'm like, nope, nope. Put yeah. it in the case. Here's, here's money. See ya. <laughs> It literally, this is you like. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work. That's how. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, much no, no. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Pack it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody will pay something for it. And they don't know, you know. But yeah. I, I like to be cool with trades, though. Like, if I've ever traded guitars, I always like to borrow guitars for like a couple of days. Like, if we're gonna trade. I'll let you like have my guitar, then I'll take yours, and like I try right. to like live with it for like two days because sometimes you buy a guitar you bring it home and you're like fuck this sounds like yeah. shit through my pedals through my amp now that i live with it the next morning i woke up and it doesn't feel right anymore right. um so i definitely try to be like you know cool with that kind of stuff because that's the thing man it's like that's why i've never bought a guitar without playing it i just won't do that yeah um, i hadn't done it until this one yeah. I was, like i had i got some amazon gift cards and i was like what am i what am i gonna use these for and i was just like dude you can buy strats on amazon <laughs> i'm doing it i'm fucking going for it at least that like with the gift cards there's no loss really yeah exactly like, i was like i was like this yeah. is like you know 60 percent paid for yeah. fuck it and yeah. i went for it and i yeah. was like dude, this is the best guitar i own this is crazy worst worst case you yeah, sell dude. that to a mom who's trying to give their like 10 year old their first guitar yeah dude and exactly. I sell it taxes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just sell it to some like rich dad or something. Like yeah. the, the one time I ever made that mistake, one time I bought a guitar without playing it was the biggest mistake I ever made. Like mm. I was in New York and I saw on like the Facebook marketplace some dude in Toronto was selling like a 1969 Gibson Melody Maker. And I was like, cool. And it was really cheap. Um, and your first sign should be like, why is this vintage guitar really cheap? You know, yeah. like there's probably something wrong with it. Um, for sure. so like I bought it, I made my dad drive out to like Waterloo or something and get it for me. So when I came home, it'd be here. 
I came home. I played it once. I was like, this is a fucking dog shit guitar. Like, <laughs> fuck. Everything was fucked. The electronics were fucked. The neck needed, it needed like a refret. It was ridiculous. And I finally sold it like two months ago. And it had been sitting here for like four years or something. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Like, I played it one time. And I'll, I'll never ever buy a guitar <laughs> without it. playing it ever again. But oh I did sell it, and, that, and then I bought myself a Gibson Firebird, which is pretty sick. Nice, <laughs> That's fucking awesome. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one can see the video, but he is smiling ear to yeah. ear. Right now. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking badass. Well, on on our on our closing note, I suppose we're getting we're getting to that that time. But um, everyone misses tour. Everyone misses playing shows and shit. But I figured since everyone's so nostalgic and making tour sounds so fantastic. I was wondering if you could name a couple things you fucking do not miss about tour. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, dude. We could be here all fucking day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll, one we'll, of the we'll, biggest We'll shave things. it down to three. Three yeah. things you don't miss about tour. Let me, like, list it off. Like, yeah. okay, number one is sitting in the van all day. That sucks. Yeah, fuck that. Just driving for hours and hours and hours and after show drives are the worst. What was yeah. like the longest like, between show drives you had to do? It was probably probably out west oh in Canada. My eh? Oh my god. No, not even, dude. The, the the worst was like 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 Midwest America. Right. Really? Um we did one tour with Pop Evil and we they they had a tour bus, like so you're bus chasing the entire tour. Because right. like they have the advantage of after the show getting on the tour bus, sleeping and waking yeah. up in the next city. Right. Dude, one time, I swear to God, we played a show, like, I don't know, maybe in, like, Ohio. And we had to get all the way down to, like, Louisiana or something the next day. Dude, I think we drove eight hours to get there, played the show, then drove seven hours after the show. Woke up at, like, got, like, two hours of sleep. Woke up, drove, like, another seven hours to get to Louisiana. It was what insane, dude. Fuck? We did like dude. We did, like, 18 hours of driving. In like 24 hours. That's <laughs> oh insane. You know? Uh, so I definitely don't miss that. Yeah, I wouldn't um, miss that either. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't miss fucking loading in and loading out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that sucks. Playing like Tetris in the back of the van. Like, cause yeah. you have a, I miss you have the Tetris. Pack, like, <laughs> I, miss, I miss the satisfaction of having a perfectly packed van yeah. every now and then. Oh, dude. Dude, that's like my bass player. He loves that shit. Like, Dude, yeah, that he was, loves like, yeah, that was like my <laughs> bass player too. I got to the point where I would just bring stuff out to the car and I wouldn't touch it because he'd Let get pissed. Be. We'd start putting stuff <laughs> in. He'd come out and he'd be like, are you guys fucking kidding me right now? And he'd like unload everything, <laughs> like load it back in. So I would just be like, I just kept being like, I'm not good at puzzles. And I'd walk away and then he'd fucking yeah, put yeah. it all together. <laughs> yeah dude you have to get like the right pack like it's got to be the right you put shit in the wrong place it just fucks yeah. everything up yeah um and i definitely hate let me think real quick i hate doing radio in the morning that sucks like yeah. especially since it's, it's generally only me you right, know that yeah. has to do it so getting up at like 6 30 and i have to sing a song at like seven o'clock in the morning just sucks right um uh but other than that dude it's the fucking best. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I miss it <laughs> like, so much. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's the best. It's really just the van, the vans and the drives, uh, getting up really early for like radio. And I mean, in the packing, that's it. Yeah. And everything yeah. else is just the best. Like it's just the yeah. fucking best time. Yeah. It's cause yeah. Cause the outcome of that is you get to fucking play music to people. 
Like, yeah. which Fuck, is the, remember that. Which is the coolest thing ever. Actually, I think I made this joke on the last podcast, but me and my girlfriend just finished um, Parks and Rec. And uh, Julie's a photographer, so she's like at every show taking photos of us and stuff. But she, we're watching an episode of Parks and Rec where a concert is happening. And she goes, ah, man, this sucks. And I was like, what sucks? She's like, we're never going to get to do that again. And I was like, oh, we? What? I was like, I actually get, got to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I appreciate that you don't get to be in the crowd or whatever. But I was like, I actually know what it's like to be up there and have people <laughs> yeah. watching you and fucking cheering. And it's like the craziest feeling in the world. It's like, it was just really funny. She's like, man, this sucks. We're never going to get to do this again. I was like, you take the photos from the, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm up there with gum in my hair trying to look cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a pretty bummer awesome. thing to say. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to do it again. We'll get yeah. to do it again, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, and pe- people I'm are gonna sure. go nuts when we can actually get back out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. That's I know. People are like worried that people aren't gonna want to go out, but I think more people, the people that would go to the shows anyway, are the people that can't wait go to, to go even back. Even more of them. Hell yeah. 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 Hopefully there's less sure, of the ah oh, dude like ah oh, man I can't man all oh, the shows tonight oh fuck I can't can't uh. make it <laughs> oh, tonight I didn't know you meant like this Thursday oh fuck uh. ba- band memes yeah. had like the perfect sum up of that where it was like if you've had your vaccine you can go to shows oh but I can't make it to yours tonight man yeah uh, oh wait dude it's free cover yeah no I still I've got a thing I gotta go to ah <laughs> uh, dude two drink minimum bro yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll give you a ticket. I have all of the drink tickets. I'll give you one if you come. Yeah. I'll put you on the list, man. No, the best is when you play, like, when we play in Toronto, it's like everybody in the mother needs a list spot. It's like, dude, yeah. I got five. I got yeah. five spots. <laughs> you know? Like, 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 I'm not the headlining band. People aren't coming to see us. They're coming yeah. to see who we're opening for. So I yeah. only get, like, five spots. You yeah. know? I was, uh, it's always funny, like, with Rum Runners or whatever. Edie's great. Like, Edie will give, um, give like the op- like the local openers like 50 tickets and it's like just sell whatever you can like it's not like pay to play like you it's just easier to promote if you're like yo i got the tickets but then there is also the pressure of like well i don't want to fucking sell five of these so it's the same thing where it's like hey man can i fucking can i like get guest list and it's like i guess but you'd be really doing me a favor yeah, if you- i have <laughs> tickets like they're in my pocket right it would, now it would That's really like- look great if i gave ed back no tickets and like fucking 300 bucks versus like a huge guest list it would be awesome if you man, just fucking that- paid for the ticket they're like you know it would actually be awesome if i could not do that yeah uh, just go in for free. Yeah. You, you should, should jam. jam. So you should jam. So any uh, one album that you that you want us to listen to, anybody to listen to. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like you guys probably listened to it by now. But uh, Royal Blood put out a new album like two days ago. Fucking right. Have you guys listened to oh, it yeah. yet? Yeah. I listened to it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Slams. So let's so let's scratch that okay. because <laughs> I figured you guys would have listened to yeah, that by now. Slams. Um, let's see. What have I been listening to a lot lately? You guys ever listen to Jeff Buckley? Not really. I've never listened a to an album. Bit. I've a, never listened to a little album. bit. All right, dude. You guys need to listen to Grace. Okay. Okay. You guys need to listen to that. Okay. Is, that is that the album that has Hallelujah on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's on there, but but the whole record is just talk about like a fucking singer. Like yeah, dude. It doesn't. I don't think it gets any better. Yeah, I have listened to that album all the way through once. I, I never I have know that for sure. I actually bought it. There's a book that's just about the song Hallelujah that I bought uh, like really? years ago, and I read. But there's like a lot of Jeff Buckley stuff. 
in that book. Yeah. But that's really all I know. That song was rewritten like fucking 70 times. Yeah, that's for the, like for like 10 years. <laughs> Enough that they could write a whole book on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why am I telling you yeah. you read the book? Yeah, I'm I, have, I have the book. <laughs> all right, sick. That's well, a good I, uh I'd say give that a rip. I mean, I don't, you know, if you've already listened to it then maybe not. I never have. So I'll definitely I'll definitely listen to it. Yeah, that's uh what'd you think of the new Royal Blood album? Just to go back. Oh, dude, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Nice. Like I love the the like disco yeah. rock like groovy shit that they're doing. It just feels like I mean, in a way, like on the first album, you probably would never see them going in this direction. But right. at this point, it feels like such a natural progression. Yeah. And I think that they like they're three albums in, and I think that like they're gonna they like have now I think officially like established themselves that like there's no way to like pigeonhole them because like they very easily could have just put out nine albums that sounded like the first one yeah just crushing because with the second album it's like it was a clear evolution and i thought the songwriting was like was much better and then they they did something totally different with this album which is what i think they had to do like that was yeah the only option and they killed it dude like i love that you could like dance to it but it's still heavy it's still dark it's still it has all those things that we love about royal blood but it's like Dude, when I heard it, I, I literally, like, I was yelling out loud, like, because it was so, like, I went for a run the other day, and I put it on, because it was, I think they put it out on Friday, Yeah. and I went for a run that morning, and I just put it on when I was running, and I was, like, literally running down the street going, oh, fuck yeah, like, because <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it was so good, uh, and if that album doesn't get, dude, if, it, if that doesn't get nominated for a Grammy, I fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> dude, nice. Like, dude, yeah, it's, uh, this year's actually so far been fucking great for, like, rock releases. Mm. And it's, like, April. There's been so much good albums and, like, singles and stuff that have come out this year already. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Any anything, say whatever that you think people should listen to. It doesn't have to be albums; it can be songs, whatever. Oh shit! Um, let me. You know what? I'm gonna open my Spotify. Yeah, yeah dude, get Spotify. in there. Get your on repeat up. It's you know, it's really weird. Like I feel like as an adult and as a I guess quote unquote professional musician. Well, <laughs> I hate I I hate saying that, but. Uh, I feel like I listen to less music now than I used to when I was in high school. Yeah. That seems um, to be a recurring statement. Yeah. I actually got, there's the, I don't know, I read something sometime that like once you hit like 25, you kind of like settled into what you listen to. And I've got like right. six more months. So I'm oh, just trying to get I hate every, that. Because you know <laughs> everything what? Into. That is accurate. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm 25 now. And it's like, yeah, I listen to like the same. Yeah, three albums. I'm pretty mostly. sure my brother's gonna be thirty this year, and I think he just relies on me, like sending him stuff. Like he's open <laughs> to it, but like he does not go searching. Like he's just yeah. like he literally he he uses YouTube music because he's fucking like that. What and the fuck? I don't get right. those people, <laughs> dude. He was he used Google whatever the Google music until they shut it Google down. Play or and some then it, shit, and then it became YouTube music. Oh like he just God. refuses to use whatever. Um, whatever the the populace uses, um, I don't understand the YouTube. But anyway, people. he gave me his login just so I could make him like a playlist that I update from time to time. <laughs> Give him music, dude. Like I, I feel like, I mean, it's not hard to find new bands these days. But I feel like I'm just like less open to new music as I was. Like, right. I, like, like you just said. Like I feel like I'm so caught up in the things I grew up listening to, 
And then every once in a while, a band drops and it really catches my ear yeah. and I get really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, there's so, there's so many bands. Like when people ask me like new things I've been listening to, I always have to like take a moment and think about it because I constantly forget that I go through like small phases with yes. new bands. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if you ask me right now, like new bands I'm listening to, it's like. I could probably only tell you like three, but then I realized like a year ago I jammed like, you know, this record for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just go through the motions a lot, but here I have a thing that you should, this is, this is a, this is listen to this shit. No. Fucking yeah. (laughs) Okay. Listen to, listen to the record stoner, Witch by the Melvins. Okay. I think I have maybe put that on before. When I was in my Nirvana phase, but I it's went been to, a long time. I went to see the Melvins and walked out once. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was like yeah. called the office. Yeah, right? I don't know if it was just a bad show or what, but like I actually left. I was like, "This is not good." Yes, okay. I think but I I've listened to Melvins records and really liked it. Is this like yeah. the Melvins record that like you're supposed to listen to, or is this just? I would say. I would say this is like if they were trying to make a mainstream record, this is probably as close as they got. Okay. Um, but dude, they just put out a record. Dude, they yeah, they put out a lot of music. Um, yeah, they put out a lot of weird shit. You know, there's definitely yeah. some stuff like is like some would render like unlistenable. Right. That's um, that's that's probably what happened was I went and they started they started playing the new album first or something and I was like this is bad yeah. and I left. <laughs> I should have just shown up like 3 quarters of the way through the show and then they were playing like all their fucking hits or something. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with the Melvins. It's like I feel like if you listen to a record where they were just kind of doing their like experimental shit, you might not really get what they do. But yeah. this record is like do you listen to the, like you listen to this shit and it's like <laughs> I feel like all the stone like queens of stone age even like tool like those kinds of bands caius like which is like you know whatever yeah. queens like beta yeah um, yeah <laughs> you listen to this record and you're like holy fuck it these guys were actually probably the first people to do this right you know it's such an original sound and his voice is so sick that it's so sludgy and heavy but also like if you're a musician and you like musiciany shit like technical stuff it's still like technically prolific enough where you could be like, "Ooh, that was interesting." Right. Okay. Um, it's a really cool record. I think you guys would like it, or anybody okay. would like it if you like heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that record, I think, will change some stuff because it's more like if you like sludgy kind of like stoner rock. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's a pretty bitchin' record. Yeah, I was my thing with stoner rock is I fucking love stoner rock and Queens of Stone Age is. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest bands of all time. But like, I always yep. feel like when I put on a Stoner Rock album, I can never do like the whole thing. Like, I'm always like, this is <laughs> as cool as cool can get. But it's like becomes a point where it's like, all right, I need to break from this guitar tone for like <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I also think it's uh-huh. like one of the fucking coolest things of all time. But it's just like totally. a lot to, for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I think the trick is that you're just not high enough, man. You just gotta be, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you gotta rip another bong. <laughs> That's <board>. probably it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try it again. I'll try it again. That's great. That's hilarious. (laughs) What's the, okay, wait, what's the, what's the last thing you listened to on your Spotify? Oh, that's actually a really good question. Let me, let me I think they actually have a history button now. They do. Yeah. Recently played. The last thing I listened to was blow up the outside world Soundgarden. Okay. Nice. Nice. I'm a massive Soundgarden fan. Like they're probably my favorite band. Um, yeah. Last thing I listened to was blow up the outside world. And I think I j- I got like kind of drunk on Friday night and just had like a solo Soundgarden nice. session. Nice. Um, 
so yeah, I, I probably listened to a little bit of Down on the Upside, and then I did some of like the B-sides on a Telephantasm record. There's a song called Black Rain on that album. It's the last track on that record that is so disgustingly heavy. And the vocal performance on that will just knock you on your ass. It's ridiculous. Okay, you've sold both of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Black, Black Rain, Soundgarden, dude. And it's like angular. It has like the odd time signature shit. But like, dude, Chris's voice on that one, it's like probably his finest vocal performance. It's just insane. Holy fuck. Dude, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm ready. Dude. Yeah, my brother, my brother that says shit. that Chris Cornell's like one of the more like interesting musicians that's like has never got a story told. Especially when you go back to like the the grunge, like those four grunge bands. It's like somehow Soundgarden like every like they get their due, but it's like every all the focus is on Pearl Jam and Nirvana. And then you have fucking right. Allison Chains and Soundgarden over here who are probably both like technically better bands. Mm. And it's yeah. like and they like never get the like the due that they should get. I both heard of those bands are fucking phenomenal. Soundgarden's supposed to get like a biopic pretty soon. Probably. But like again, Chris it's Cornell. like that sucks that he died, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, we should make a movie about it." Wow, this, <laughs> wow, this right. guy was really like, good, huh? It's like, dude, what right, are you talking dude, about? this profit on that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's such a mysterious dude too. It's like because I love, I love Chris, I love Soundgarden so much. Like I always find, I mean, everybody does this with their favorite bands. I look up interviews and try to like find out stuff about them. Yeah. Um, and there's not much, you know. And when he does do an interview, he's like. Like, you, like, listen to him talk, you're like, oh, this guy's obviously a genius because he speaks in, like, backwards riddles and metaphors yeah. and, like, all this, like, almost like he's, like, just a walking, just, like, I mean, he's, like, a poet. Like, he just speaks yeah. in poetry, you know? Yeah. Like, where you can't, like, it's, like, convoluted. You can't understand what he's saying half the time. Yeah. And you're like, this guy's obviously a genius, yeah, <laughs> you <yeah>. know? <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I agree. It's definitely mysterious, you know? You don't really see a lot of him. Um or, you know, their story doesn't get told as much as, like, a Nirvana or something like yeah. that, which is, yeah. like, or you know. like, overtold. <laughs> right. Yeah, everywhere you turn, there's a there's something, you know, you could read about Kurt or, like, Nirvana or whatever. Yeah. Never mind. And, you know, I mean, I've been listening to this podcast. I'm sure you guys have heard, heard of it called Your Favorite Band Sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, so I had to stop listening to that podcast because they did three episodes about Aerosmith. <laughs> and they're wrong. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> Dude, I started listening to that last summer. and uh, Three episodes? And then I told Craig about it. I was like, man, I've been listening to this podcast. And I was like, they just put out two parts about uh, how, how Aerosmith sucks. And he was like, what the fuck? And then you listen to Dude, it. they said Buck Cherry would be a better band to watch live. Like, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> they're not right. Oh, man. Dude, this it's is also like, in had, the, like September and he's still this irate. I'm fucking about pissed. <laughs> I think it's like they're just taking the piss, you know? Yeah, I, 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 so. I don't know if they're fully serious because the first time I listened to it, like Kyle, our guitarist, told me about it and he was like, yeah, man, you should listen to the first episode. The Beatles suck. And I was like, dude, what the yeah, fuck? He said the Beatles <laughs> like, and the Rolling Stones the? suck. You can't yeah, say like, both. What? I'm like, there's no way. Like, this is fucked. Like, I was like, these guys are fucked. There's no way you could be saying this shit. This is blasphemy, sacrilegious, whatever. And then I started listening to it, and I was like, ah, oh, man, these guys are definitely like, there's a, there's an element of, they're of, full like, of shit. Comedic, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're like, full of shit. Yeah. I mean, and and I, and I I found myself really enjoying it because I, much like everybody else, love talking shit on like bands I don't like. Yeah, um, totally. <laughs> you yes. know, and sometimes. 
they would say stuff about bands I do enjoy and I like kind of agree with them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man, like like their episode on on uh on like Kiss was like you know, brutal to listen to. Yeah. But I feel like as a KISS fan, you guys probably know it's like every KISS fan has to like you can admit their faults as a band and the things yeah. they've yeah. done wrong. Yeah. But that's just totally. part of being a KISS fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like nobody wholeheartedly just unabashedly supports everything Gene Simmons has ever done. No, yeah. fuck you know? no. <laughs> yeah. But like it's still KISS and it has a place in your heart and yeah. like you know, it's like seventies KISS will always be like I, I get super sentimental about it because it just yeah. means so much to me. Yeah, the best. Um, Absolutely. But like, you know, not everything they did was highlight real worthy. Who was <laughs> that dude with the fox makeup? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I listened to that podcast, I was like, I'm going to listen to the Queens of the Stone Age episode first because I that's going to set the that. bar for like where i'm at so like if i if i can get through the episode where they just shit on a band that i love so much then i can listen to this but then yeah you throw on like i mean i'm i'm not really a big weezer fan so then like that whole episode i was like yeah fuck weezer (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's it's kind of fun you just go like back and forth because they did a nickelback episode and they just praised nickelback the whole yeah i know i that that's what pissed me off is that they're like motley Crue is better than aerosmith but then they they're like nickelback sick which i don't disagree with completely (laughs) however you can't say motley Crue is a better band than aerosmith that's fucked (laughs) But I think that's when you know it's a joke because yeah. it's like I feel like they obviously like they reference bands that are like objectively Bad. worse than the one they're trying to shit on, you yeah. know? Yeah. Although I do love I love Motley Crue and I love Aerosmith, you know, but like Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure the Nickelback thing was like an April Fools thing. I don't yeah. know. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet, but well, I, I might listen to that later today. You also like you can't you can't do like the the Nickelback sucks episode, like that's not it's interesting. It's just too too obvious. It's way it's exactly. way better to do the like Nickelback is the greatest rock band of all time episode. Yeah. Like that's way more Dude, fun. And I feel like personally, like you know, especially in America with like the active rock sound and all that stuff, like the butt rock bands. Yeah, it's very funny because there's so many people that jump on the bandwagon of like Nickelback sucks, fuck that band, they're so generic, blah 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 blah, um, and then like. 99% of every other rock, like 99% of the bands on rock radio in America sound just like Nickelback. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. And then you have people that are like, no, so-and-so, I'm not going to say any names here. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, so-and-so band is so fucking good, you know? And it's like, dude, you put one of their songs next to like a Nickelback song and like almost 10 times out of 10, Nickelback song is actually better. Yes. You yeah. know? 100%. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I do you know? agree with that. <laughs> Like, they're, like, I feel like out of that butt rock sound, the active rock thing, whatever, they're, like, the best to do yeah. it. You yeah, know? Man. I totally if you're agree. Gonna, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to have the benchmark, like, they are, they are definitely the best of that sound. And it's so funny how so many of the huge rock bands that dominate radio rock, you know, mainstream rock shit, sound exactly like them, but get, like, half of the hate. Nickelback does. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds tirade on Nickelback as Deadpool is the most accurate thing I've ever heard. I've ever seen that. Oh, dude. Well, it's like fucking him and like. 
Paul Savage or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like tucking Paul Savage into bed. I don't know what the fuck that guy's name is. <laughs> and he's like talking about Nickelback. And the guy's like, dude, Nickelback sucks. And he's just like, 50 fucking Grammy nominations, 20 Juno nominations. Those count. And like, he just keeps going through. He just like fucking lists the fucking, all the achievements. He's just like, how can you possibly say that they fucking suck? They're like one of the best selling rock acts of all time. While he's wearing the Deadpool it's so suit. True. It's so good. <laughs> but it's so true. It's like for every person that says they suck, there's 80,000 people that, that will go into a stadium tomorrow and see yes. them play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? I would go to a, a Nickelback show yeah. tomorrow. Absolutely. I, I have been to a Nickelback show. Oh, shit. Oh, did, shit. did it rip? <laughs> How much dude, Bud Light was so, consumed? Uh, I was like, dude, I think I was like nine years old. It was actually the first concert I ever saw. Holy shit. Oh, it was Nickelback. Wow. Yeah, because you know when you're that young, like you hear that shit, and you're like, "This fucking rips, man! Yeah. Fucking rock and roll!" <laughs> yeah, you know? man. And uh, and dude, they were really good live. Dude, I, I believe really it. Really good, like scary good live. Like his voice <laughs> was was unfucking believable live. Now at the time, like I had no clue what tracks were. I didn't know. Like I don't know if they were playing the tracks because I couldn't tell at the time. Yeah. Like, but if they weren't playing the tracks, dude, they sounded impeccable. Like, yeah. it was kind of scary how good of a singer he was live. <laughs> um, and, dude, it ripped. It fucking ripped. You know? <laughs> like, I would go again for the jokes, but also because I'm not a big Nickelback fan, but I also don't shit on them because I feel like they know their audience at this point, And yeah. they kind of like, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek at this point. They know the kind of shit they're going to write. And they know that it's like probably not serious anymore. They just like yeah. know their audience. Yeah. It's just fucking fun. If you take it for what it is, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. You know? Jack Kruger's going to write 12 more songs about blowjobs and, <laughs> and, and have a triple gold fucking album. It's going to be stupid. Dude, that's the other thing. It's like, how can you honestly fault them for just, they put out a record and then they go play stadiums. Like yeah. Around. It's like, yeah, dude. I mean, that's fucking sick. Get mad. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Like, dude, that's exactly what I want to do. Obviously, obviously doing something right. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Dude, my first concert was... Buck Cherry opening for Kiss, and I was thirteen. I was old. there. I was dude, at that show. Dude, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Wait, was that? Were you in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. It was the ACC. Is that? Is that the show where the power went out? Yeah, holy Kiss shit. Got on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were at the same show. Oh my yeah. god, dude, that's nuts. We were destined uh-huh. to be friends. Holy shit, that's nuts, man. Wow, oh, that's fucking yeah, so funny. Yeah, the power went out for the opening song of both bands. Yeah. yeah. That was nuts. Wow. Dude, that's so I'm super nuts. left out. My first yeah. <laughs> my first show was Bedouin Sound Clash at Cowboys Ranch, by the way. I'm just going to put it out there. Great. Awesome show. Oh, bass solo. Got you a signature from uh, the dude. What did you say? What was your first show you cut out? It was Bedouin Sound Clash. I've never heard of that band. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. yeah. What? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? They do Um, they do. Uh, When the Night Feels My Soul or whatever. You might have to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Fucking great. Actually, a banger. That's a banger. It's a great song. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny. Holy shit. I wish I was at the Kiss show, though, so I could be included. (laughs) Be fucking great. Dude, that's so funny. God damn it. I should have just said, yeah, I went to that show. Dude, (laughs) Dude, I was totally there. Holy shit. The power, man. That was crazy. Dude, that's so funny. Yeah, that was like the. I was like 13 at the time, I think grade eight i think that yeah I, i'm i'm younger than you guys so i was like probably Dude. like 11 at that time my soul's crushed i actually more. can't believe that you're what what year are you like i'm 97 oh, 
97. Okay, well, I'm a 96. For some reason, I thought you were like older. Yeah, I'm a 96. No, a lot of people think a lot of people think I'm a little older. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm 23, but I'll be 24 in August. Like, right. right. Okay. You know, I'll be 26 I, where on you, Christmas Eve. Where are you? Oh no, well, you were we're two years apart. I'm like pointing at you guys like you could see me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Craig. Craig is no. just a 95. Yeah, like, barely. He's Christmas like, Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. And then our birthdays will be close. I'm September 96. So that's nuts, man. Oh, sure, I think yeah. I just assumed because fucking Steve is old as shit. He's like 29. So what? I just assumed. Yeah. I didn't know really? that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I assumed that, that like I, the Cleopatra guys and everything were like older and they're all younger than me. Steve isn't 29. He is. He's a year younger than my brother. He is. He's a 92. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. He's old as shit. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I think Cleo got the Cleo guys are my age. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, the Cleo think, guys are younger. Yeah, I think they're ninety sevens too. I think they're the same age. Dude, that makes me yeah, feel yeah. bad. I need to get on my shit. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! God yeah, damn it! We gotta figure it out, dude. All right. Well, we can we can stop <laughs> stop recording. We can still hang out for a bit if you want. But uh, this was fun, man. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out. We were at, we've been talking for a while that we need to reach out to you. So it kind of blew my mind the other day when you messaged us. Um, but I appreciate that. And literally, whenever you want to come do this, whatever, if you're promoting something, if you just want to hang out, just shoot us a message, man. And we'll fucking, we'll do this. Yeah, dude. Maybe, like, we should, like, jam sometime. Dude, we should jam yeah, sometime. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. Hopefully, dude, he said it. Hopefully, hopefully, we actually can, like, play a show together sometime after this is all fucking over. And Yeah, hopefully. That'd be sick. Hopefully, fucking come the, uh, you know, 2025, we can fucking <laughs> yeah, play yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally.